I'm Rachel Poley here with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We're on episode 124, and this week's question is, how do you figure out your target audience? But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like, write a review, and share it with your friends. Okay, so let's talk about what the term target audience actually means. It is not the same thing as an ideal reader, as I learned in episode 117. If you missed that, then go back and give it a listen. A target audience refers to a certain demographic that suits your book best, meaning that this audience will interact with your book well, looking forward to the release date, and enjoying the overall content or genre. These factors include age, culture, geographic location, etc. So why do you need to figure out your target audience? As sad as it may sound, your audience isn't going to come to you. This is why we talk about book marketing so much, especially before you launch the book. But you need to figure out who your target audience is beforehand so that you can hold their attention while they read. Also, you'll be able to connect with them better through your work. And the reason you want to figure out your target audience beforehand is so that, I mean, we we say that when you write, you should write for yourself. And, you know, that's it. Write the book that you want to read, write the book that you want to write and all that fun stuff. But when you figure out your target audience, you want to kind of sort of cater the the book to them, because as I said, you want to hold their attention while they read. You want to hook them from the first page. You want to keep them turning the pages, whether you use cliffhangers at the end of your chapters or not. They should just be genuinely interested in it. And in order to do that, you need to narrow down the audience that you want to write this book for, the audience that you want to market your book to. I think that's it exactly it's narrowing it down like think about the fact that we want book reviews you know before even the book is published usually people reach out to arc reviewers get the copy over to them so they can read it and leave reviews right on the launch week which does a really good thing for the algorithm and boosts the author now if someone if the author says right I want you, you know, please read my book. And the reviewer is like, what genre is that? And you go, oh, it's a thriller. And they go, I love thrillers, send it over. But then they read it and actually yours is a comedy thriller and they really prefer like a dark, gritty thriller. It's not the same thing. It's like that. You have to know your target audience so that you can market correctly to them. One of the things I always find is it's so easy for new writers especially to do the it's for everybody no it's not and I'll be honest when I was younger I used to think that's oh yeah everyone's gonna love my story it caters to you know it's got action for people it's got romance it's got sci-fi elements it's got fantasy elements a bit of crap you know let's just shove everything in and honestly that stuff was crap I wrote crap that's what happens when you're trying to write for everybody and I do remember being asked to review a book years ago when I first moved on to social media. And remember, I came to social media late, 2016, and an author reached out and was like, oh, would you like to review my book? I'll give you a free copy. And I was like, yeah, what is it? And they're like, well, it's a a young book, but it's a sci-fi, but it's for everybody. And stupid me believed them. I did not get past, I think it was like chapter two. It was not for everybody because it certainly wasn't for me. I was not the target audience and I could not get through that book. I had zero interest. And all it did was waste my time, waste their time, and they could have ended with a bad review. Because I didn't finish it, I didn't feel right leaving a review. 
nowadays I would probably have left a review as I did not finish. But I wasn't the only one because I remember going to the Amazon page and they had several low star reviews with people saying like, I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. Definitely not for me. So this person obviously just found people online and blanket bombed them with, would you like to review my book? They had not checked the target audience. And just with reading the first two chapters, I could tell this was definitely for a younger audience. Now, I'm not saying it was perfect for them because, to be honest, the book itself had some issues and some errors and there were some writing styles and techniques that should have been cleared up and tightened a bit better. But it was definitely for someone younger. I don't have kids, so it wasn't even something I could think, oh, well, you know, I'll have it and read it to my kids. Didn't have kids. I didn't even have a... Uh, niece and nephew back then so it was just pointless and she wasted sending me copies sending other people copies and got negative reviews from other people who did leave them all because she didn't know her target audience so it's so important even just for reviewing that's how bad it can be forget marketing to get people to buy it even just giving a free copy for someone to review could go really badly for you if you don't pick the right audience so don't do that seriously i mean really you have to think about i mean i feel bad for that author first of all but uh you really need to think about what do people look for when they go to the bookstore or they go to the library and they pick out a new book i mean obviously you know for me when i go to Barnes and noble i immediately go to the cozy mystery section because i know that's what i like and I really enjoy those types of stories. And when I pick one out, I look at the book covers. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but we all do it, don't lie. And I just, I kind of glimpse at the writing a little bit and I see if, is this something that's gonna hold my attention? Am I gonna sit, be able to sit down and really comprehend what's going on in the story? Am I gonna, um, am I gonna be bored by it? And you just look at little little lines here and there. If there's something that strikes me that was like good description, or if it was a funny line, then I then yeah, I pick it up. And over time, I mean, as readers at this point, I should hope that we all know what we like when it comes to reading books. So you know you're the target audience for certain genres and for certain age groups. And as Ari said, when you read a book, if somebody is like, oh, here's a sci-fi, and then you pick it up and you realize that it's really more catered towards a younger audience, that's kind of why age is so important, especially for the protagonist. The reason why a YA book is classified as YA is because the protagonist is typically a young adult, and they're supposed to relate to the young adult community. At 28 years old, I really love reading middle grade books. So it doesn't necessarily mean that like your target audience has to be the correct age or that they have to be in the correct like geographic location or anything. Like in a way, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say that you shouldn't forget about readers that are outside of your target audience because we've said it before, your book could be the reason that draws another reader into the genre that you write. Like, I mean, I don't typically read horror, but I don't know, maybe there's an author out there who writes really good horror and I will enjoy it. Probably not, horror freaks me out. That was just the first example that popped in my head, but hopefully you get the point. So you don't wanna forget about readers outside of your target audience, but when it comes to like 
establishing yourself as an author and establishing your book, whether it's your first or your fifth and you're beginning your book marketing, you really want to narrow down on your target audience so that way you can get the correct people reading your book. You know that they'll enjoy it. I mean, no one's ever going to like 100% love your work because, you know, no, no book is perfect. But at least that'll give you enough traction with good reviews and word of mouth. And eventually it'll spread to other people within the target audience or people who have a foot in your target audience or maybe people who have just never read your genre or your work before and they just want to give it a shot and whether they like it or not you know that's up to them but if they like it then they become part of your target audience it's funny that you brought up like YA because one of the things I've noticed mainly with traditional published authors is you'll often find where it's like on the book cover it'll say a YA novel or you know New York bestseller YA novel they highlight YA these days so I think it's because there is a larger amount of YA out at the moment and they used to just stick them all in fantasy and I wonder if a lot of people were reading them expecting it to be maybe an adult or a new adult and instead they got YA so I've noticed in a lot of bookstores they seem to have their own section now it used to just be like fantasy and you just kind of pick and choose but now books are stating that they're YA. And they don't state that they're adult and they don't state that they're new adult, but they notice the, the YA ones do state it. And they usually have a section for YA now. And it's almost like they're trying, they realise that there's a very specific audience for most YA. So don't just shove it in fantasy. They, they've got their own section that sort of draws people in. So, and you're totally right. You shouldn't forget about your target audience because there will be stragglers, as you call them, like just round the edges. I mean, your target audience, if you write a middle grade book, will probably be middle grade kids. If your protagonist is female, you're most likely going to be aiming at female middle grade kids. But as Rachel said, that does not mean that they're the only people who are going to read it. There's going to be some uh, some boys who read it. There's going to be some adults who read it. There's going to be older people who read it to their kids, you know? So it definitely, it, does, it definitely doesn't mean that, you know, you know, if you target to this one little group of people, that it's not going to find its way into anybody else so yeah it's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a messy one but I, th I think it comes down to if you're marketing to your target audience and most of your audience is middle grade kids then your target marketing strategy is towards middle grade kids with maybe the odd piece flung towards maybe a parent or somebody older who maybe still has nostalgia for middle grade books things like that it just it opens the door for different types of marketing, but your core will probably still be the main target audience, which is the kids themselves at that age. Well, you're right, because like with with kids books and with middle grade books, chances are the kids aren't going up, going into the bookstore with their own money and they're not buying the books themselves. So in a way, yeah, you kind of have to target some of the stuff to adults because they're going to be the ones buying the books. But with that said. Let's talk about how you should find your target audience, even though we just spent a lot of time talking about how you should, you know, target to everybody. But how to find your target audience um, is probably one of the first things that you want to do when you start writing your book or, you know, when you start thinking about the book marketing and your book is almost done because you want to know where you're going to be finding your readers when all is said and done. So the first thing you want to do to find your target audience is to establish the purpose of your content. 
Is it supposed to be informative for people? Is it supposed to just be a funny, relaxing, cozy read? Is are you supposed to be lying on the beach somewhere reading it? Is it just like pure entertainment purposes? I mean, this is kind of where the whole genre thing fits in. If you want to entertain people, then surely you're probably writing something funny or maybe you're writing like a rom-com or you're just doing a, a silly drama or something like that. If you want to inform people, then you're probably writing historical fiction or maybe you're writing nonfiction, a memoir, anything. So establishing the purpose of your content, it, it's kind of like narrowing in the genre and why you're writing in that genre and why that genre is important to you and why it's important for people to read your book. Then you can take a look at readers and the general audience of authors similar to you and your work and see what they're doing. That's, that's another way to find your target audience. I'm not saying you should steal what other people do with their marketing and things like that. And um, well, I mean, you can, you kind of can. You're, I mean, that's kind of like the point of everything when it comes to marketing and writing and like website building and stuff. You see what other people do and then you make it your own. So, you know, you don't, you don't quite steal it, but get some inspiration and ideas from what other people do. Because especially like if you, if you write cozy mystery, for example, go to the cozy mystery section and look at all those books, see what they all have in common and see why people are picking them up. Go look at other book reviews and see the positive book reviews that people write about them and what makes them love that specific cozy mystery. Comparing it to yours probably isn't the right way to explain it. Like you don't wanna compare your work to other writers. Take out elements from your own work and see, okay, this writer really liked this, this, and that from this book. My book also has this and this, so they might like it as well. You know, just, you gotta, you gotta turn your thinking upside down a bit. And finally, in order to find your target audience, uh, I say this all the time, it's really trial and error. You got to analyze your audience as you go. Find what works, what doesn't, what they like, what they don't like. I mean, I kind of just said this, um, but in a different way. And if you think that your target audience is going to like a certain element from your book, and it turns out that they don't, well, then you're targeted to the wrong audience or like just a a slightly different group of people than what you were aiming for. Not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but it'll just, but you wanna take notes of it and analyze the, the people who read your book and what they typically like and how they review stories and things like that. And just make little notes of it and analyze your audience as you go along. Yeah, I, I think especially when you talked about like what other authors do similar to yours, I mean, that is not a bad way of, of working for working out your target audience. Imagine you're writing a fantasy book and you work out the comparatives because comparatives are books similar to yours. We're not saying, well, you write a mermaid story and this person wrote a mermaid story. We're talking several layers here. So maybe it is in third person, maybe it is um, a historical fantasy fiction, maybe it's got a 16 year old male protagonist maybe it's got a magical system maybe there's science involved as well so you might find some of those elements in other books already out in the market so what you could do is you could go on social media and look for um look for hashtags with those book titles in and see who's posting about them 
I mean, everyone's got their bio. It usually tells you some stuff about them, whether they're male, whether they're female, whether they're in certain countries, whether they're certain cultures. They might even have their age in there or from a picture, you might be able to guess whether they're, you know, a middle school kid or someone in their 60s or something like that. And you can pull data that way. You can see who is talking about these other books that are similar enough to my book to see you know what's what's drawing them in and, and then obviously people connect and they'll do like book hops and book tours where everyone's talking about the same book have a look at that data see what they're doing so comparatives is quite good and also if you find that your book really would resonate with people who say like the hunger games or maze runner things like that you can use that in your marketing to draw in the correct target audience by saying like you know do you enjoy this, you know, fantasy and struggle and dystopia and something else that's in those books? As you can see, I have not read those books. I have seen the movies, but I have not read the books. And you can use that, you know, like for, for fans of The Maze Runner, you know, you'll love this book, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they might not, but you can do that. You can use other people's novels and titles if you think that your audience... If you think the people that read those would also like yours because it's got similar veins and similar themes. So that is a possibility and it can draw people in and also be part of the marketing. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking of adding this in at the end. And I agree with you. You totally can do that. It's not a bad thing. My personal opinion, and maybe it's an unpopular opinion, I don't like seeing that in um, book blurbs. I don't like the, the amount of times that I've gone into the children's section and seen middle grade books and I've tried to look for a new series, the amount of times that I've seen for fans of Harry Potter. When I read that, my brain goes to, oh, this author is trying to be the next J.K. Rowling. And it kind of turns me off. Again, personal opinion, it's totally okay to add that into your book blurb, but for me, it's a turnoff and Again, it might be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. Um, it, it's never turned me away from a book. If the if the rest of the blurb really draws me in, then I'll, I'll certainly give it a try. But if that's like one of the first things that I see that I'm just like, uh, it, it gives me the sense that they're trying to be like Harry Potter or the Hunger Games or the Lord of the Rings or anything like big like that. I want to know what makes your book different and what makes it unique from that. I'm going to devil's advocate your devil's advocate. <laughs> no, um, I would probably never want to put that on a blurb. I do find it weird on blurbs. I don't mind it in social media saying like for fans of Sarah J Mass or for fans of Holly Black, I can totally understand that. Especially if in the, if in the social media post, it then says, you know, do you like, um, enemies to lovers do you like quests do you like um you know dark magics do you like conflict do you like found families then this is the story for you and then have a bit of a blurb about the story I wouldn't put it on a blurb it's on the back of the cover itself I find that a bit weird that feels like your name grabbing on the book it's like no if you're gonna do that go to those authors and see if they will put a little you know this book is great shout out on the book I guarantee they won't <laughs> but you never know <laughs> but I don't mind it in a social media post because sometimes especially if it's a new author and you've never heard of them having an idea 
that they they write something not not even similar i mean i've, I've read where it says I've, you know if you're a fan of sarah j mass and it's got nothing to do with fairies or anything which is like her uh, court of thorn and roses series is one of the biggest ones and then her throne of glass i think is the other one and there's a few others but and that one's got like assassins in it and the books i've seen that said you know like if you're a fan of hers you might like these they haven't had fairies they haven't had assassins but they've still had this kind of heavy chunky book deep world fantasies and i actually do like that where it kind of gives me a vague sense and it won't make me go oh my god i'm buying that book because i really liked sarah j mass's court of thorn roses book series what it does is make me go oh okay i'm going to read the back of that book i'm going to look inside it in amazon and see the first few pages and see if it whets my appetite whereas maybe i would have just skipped by it if i hadn't have seen that because sometimes there's so many books out there so many new books out there it can be a little overwhelming and i don't know you don't want to keep adding to you to um to read pile it's kind of getting it's kind of a bit stressful yeah but we do anyway <laughs> seriously seriously and and you know i do agree with you i agree i see both sides of it and i do agree with you and as i said i seeing that on the on a book has never deterred me from buying it if i think it's interesting enough and I think I'd enjoy it but yeah sometimes sometimes when I see it on the back cover I'm just like I don't I don't know it just rubs me the wrong way in a in a weird way and again there's nothing wrong with it but uh just my personal opinion it it may or may not turn me off so that's see it, my happy your target audience if that's exactly market I don't know that's all it takes is one little thing that that won't work for some people and works for other people you know it's mm -hmm. like I've, I've seen people say they hate book trailers they absolutely hate book trailers whereas i really like book trailers if they're done well i have to say i've seen some yeah. really naff ones where it's like no that's rubbish try harder <laughs> so but i'm a picky bitch so you know but <laughs> aren't we all in the end you you, you know you're not going to hit every every point of the target audience there'll be a grown group of people and you're hoping that maybe 50 percent of your target audience will like certain marketing tactics if we're talking about how to find your target audience one of the quickest ways to sort of start the drill down is to break your book into categories and by that i mean first level what is the genre and that is your basic level genre that is your romance it's your sci-fi fantasy thriller crime that is your first level. Second level is more detail. That is your comedy, dystopia, mystery. So that way, if you're writing a sci-fi, that's your first level. If in the sci-fi there is a romance level, then that goes on your second level. Maybe it's a comedy, romance, sci-fi. But if, if the main aspect is sci-fi, if it's in space, people are flying around in spaceships and it's a very spacey, sci-fi science based story then your top level is sci-fi if in that science starship flying around shooting at people in space story there is a bit of love then your next level has got to be romance that's one of your main subplots. your third level is who the hell it is for young adult adult new adult children that again we've talked about this before it's usually your protagonist that usually is who it's for so if your protagonist is between certain age range like i think it's i want to say 15 to 17 is it, is it 15 17 is a young adult these days 
14 to 16 or something like that and then 18 to 22 I think is new adult and then 22 above is some like adult I can't remember they keep changing it there was actually an official one somewhere once that I saw that like the traditional publishers used and that's how they broke it down that's probably changed by now but it's usually within a certain age range that sort of slots in to different ages but that's what you do you break it down by your basic genre the other aspects of your genre of your genre so if it's a romance but it's got thriller bits in it maybe a bit of mystery you know there's your extra and then which age range it's for that will start who is your target audience and then if you use beta readers or critique partners or arc reviewers you can ask them you know nicely what their age is you know what their their gender is and things like that and then you can work out if you give your book to like 20 beta readers and half of them are 19 year olds and all of those 19 year olds don't like it then they're probably not your target audience if you choose all men to read your book and they all hate it then maybe you should be targeting to women just saying so you can actually pull data from your beta readers from your critique part partners from your arc reviewers from you know reviewers who you might reach out to on blogs obviously don't be offensive and if they don't want to give you their age or their or their gender or anything then that's their prerogative but if you explain why and if they still say no that you know be respectful and just back off but some people will be willing to give you that information if it helps you work out your data for your marketing but yeah start small and then sort of expand out that's how the best way to do it in my eyes yeah, as I said, it's it's all trial and error. And I think Ari, Ari explained it very nicely that if you break it down into levels and you talk to your beta readers and and um and look at book reviewers who have who have already read it and your arc team and people like that, like you really can narrow down what your target audience is. And it kind of goes back to the whole ideal reader thing that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. You can figure out your ideal reader and from that you figure out your target audience because when you create your ideal reader and you find somebody who's very similar to that and they either love or hate your book, well, then maybe you figured out your ideal reader wrong or you're not targeting to the right audience when you're not doing your book marketing as effectively as you should be. And they kind of intertwine, which is why I thought ideal reader and target audience were like the same thing. They're not. So go listen to that episode too. So with all of that said, if any of you got anything out of this episode, uh, you should, when you're looking for your target audience, you should, you know, break it down into levels, as Ari said, establish the purpose of your content and take a look at what other authors are doing uh, when they're trying to find their target audience and how they're marketing their own books if they write something similar to you. I, you know, I think the bottom line is you just need to know your own book inside and out. So now we'll turn it over to you guys. How do you go about discovering your target audience? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. And if you want to get some more of the Merry Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps keep the show going. So we really appreciate the support. And in the meantime, you can tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. 
This podcast is brought to you by Sticky Notes. Our walls are covered. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.